0: Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. A very long time ago in Brittany, there was a boy who had trouble making decisions. When the king sets him a difficult task, he finds help in an unlikely place. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete tales from Celtic Lands collection. The Boy Who Didn't Know A Breton Tale Once, a very long time ago, in Brittany, there lived a noble lord. Riding along one day, he found a small boy asleep by the roadside, and he asked him, What are you doing there? I don't know, said the boy. Well, who are your father and mother? I don't know. What are you called, and where are you from? I don't know, answered the boy to every question. The Lord decided to raise the boy himself and called him Noon Duare, which is Breton for I Don't Know. He gave Noon Duare a good education and, when the boy was nearly twenty, the Lord took him to the big fair in Morlaix. Whatever work you choose, said the Lord, I will buy the tools that will help you to be successful in life. Noon Douaret wandered through the fair, looking at this and that. He didn't know what kind of work he would most like to do, but he had the idea of becoming a knight. He kept returning to a scrap metal stall, where there was a rusty old sword. Buy me this, please, he said. The Lord was disgusted. It's red with rust and of no use whatsoever. But, true to his word, he bought the sword. Nune douaret polished it up and discovered an inscription. I am invincible, it read under the rust. The boy smiled and tied the sword to his waist. I need a horse, he then said to his protector. They searched the market, looking at all the livestock. The fair was closing up when Noon-Douaret spotted the one he wanted. It was a thin, starveling mare that looked near to death. That's the one for me, he said, and begged the Lord to buy it. While his protector was counting out the money for the mare, the old Cornish man who was selling it whispered to noon See these knots upon the mare's halter. When you untie one of these, the mare will take you many hundreds of miles distant to where you want to be. noon thanked his master and mounted the mare. When they were out of sight, He undid one of the knots, and without any notion of where they might go, he and the horse arrived in Paris. This was obviously the place where he would make his fortune, and so he went to the king's palace and was given work in the stables. Whenever Noon-Douaret had a day off, he would untie one of the knots and see where the mare took him, and many adventures they had together. On one of these, when he was riding home, he passed through a village he had never seen before. There, shining at the crossroads, was a golden crown, glittering with diamonds. What a beautiful thing, breathed the boy. Beautiful, but dangerous, said the mare. Leave it alone. Nundoyer couldn't quite believe that the mare had spoken, so he slipped the crown under his coat, and rode homewards, where he used it to light up the stables at night. It was forbidden to take any flame into the horse's stables, lest they catch fire. All went well until a jealous groom ran with tales to the king. My groom has a better crown than myself, said the king, much put out by the whole matter, and he demanded that the crown be brought to him. The king asked, where does it come from? But Nune could couldn't tell him. All the wise men of the kingdom examined the crown and admitted it was the finest they had ever seen, but they couldn't explain its origins. Then the thin, starveling mare who was behind them whispered, This is the crown of the Princess of the Golden Ram. No one knew who had spoken, but the king sighed with love as her name was mentioned, and he peered at the diamond-studded crown with great longing. I must marry that lady. You, Nundouaret, this is all your fault. I command you to find the princess and bring her to me here, or I will kill you. Nundouaret wept into the mare's mane with fear and anxiety. Did I not tell you to leave the crown alone, said the mare. Well, now the trouble is here, we'd better do something quickly. Ask the king for a sack of oats and some money, and we will find the princess for him. You really do talk, cried the boy, glad that his instinct to buy the mare was proving right. The king gave him oats and money, and away they rode until they came to the seashore. There they found a fish stranded by the tide and close to death. Quickly, put the fish back into the water, whinnied the mare, and Nune did so. Thank you, Noondoire, bubbled the fish. I am the king of the fish. If ever you need my help, come to the edge of water and call me, and I'll come. Further along the road, they came to a clearing where a bird had been caught in a snare. Quickly, release the bird, whinnied the mare, and Noondoire obeyed her. Thank you, Noondoire. Sang the bird, I am the king of the birds. If ever you need my help, call me on the winds of the air and I'll come. They rode over mountains and rivers, through forests and valleys, until they came to the golden walls of a mighty castle, where they heard a tremendous bellowing. As they approached, they saw that there was a man chained to a tree. Upon his body were as many horns as there are days in the year. "'Unchain the man quickly,' whinnied the mare, but noon hesitated. "'I daren't go near him, for he is quite ferocious.' "'He will not harm you, trust me,' said the mare, "'and so the boy unchained the horned man, who said, "'Thank you, Noon I am the king of the horns. "'If ever you need my help, call from any part of the land, and I'll come.' The mayor told Noondoire to go into the castle and ask for the princess, and then invite her back into the woods to see his dancing mare. So, while the mare grazed, in went Noondoire. I want to speak to the princess of the golden ram, he said. The princess was welcoming and showed him her castle of wonders. Noondoire looked round politely and then said, I have a wondrous mare who knows all the dances of Brittany. Would you like to see her? The princess ran out to the woods, clapping her hands with excitement. Noon doiret said, She would be glad to show you her dances if you get upon her back, sweet princess. And he helped her mount and climbed up behind the princess and undid a knot of the halter. Away they flew, back to Paris. <gasps> You've tricked me! cried the princess, beating her hands together with anger. Now I shall make you suffer before I'll be wed to the king of France. Nune brought the princess to the king, who exclaimed over her perfection and begged her to marry him. I cannot marry you unless I have the ring that lies in my bedchamber. I made a solemn promise to my dead mother that I should wear her ring on my wedding day, said the princess stubbornly. But the ring... "'is locked in a little chest, and the key has been lost. "'And the king commanded noondoire to fetch the ring or else be put to death. "'The boy ran to the stables to ask the mare to fly over the miles "'so they could fetch it, but there were no more knots left upon her halter. noondoire had made too many adventurous rides. "'Now he wept.' Remember the king of the birds, whickered the mare in his ear. And Noon called into the winds of the air, asking the king of the birds to help him. Please, can you fetch the ring in the castle of the Princess of the Golden Ram? And the king of the birds called all the birds together and asked the smallest one to undertake this quest. Only the tiny wren was small enough to fly into the keyhole and bring the ring back in his beak, though he lost a few feathers doing so. Noon douaret brought the ring to the princess, who stamped her foot and said to the king, I still cannot marry you unless I have my own castle brought here and set down facing your own, for I am a powerful princess in my own right and I cannot live in the palace of my husband. The king commanded Noon douaret to fetch the castle or else be put to death. However, can we do that?' he cried to the mayor, "'who tugged at his tunic, saying, "'Remember the King of the Horns!' "'So Nondouaret stamped upon the earth "'and summoned the King of the Horns "'to help him fetch the princess's castle. "'And the King of the Horns called together "'all the horned beasts of the earth "'and bade them assist him in drawing the castle back to Paris, "'where, the very next morning, that castle stood facing the palace of the King of France. When the sun arose and struck the golden walls of the castle, the people leapt out of bed shouting, Fire! Fire! They were so bright and glowing. Now we can be married, said the king. Oh no, said the princess, I don't have the key to my castle and I can't get in without it. The key is a magical key which no earthly locksmith can make again for the old one dropped to the bottom of the ocean. The king commanded Nundouaret to fetch the key or else be put to death. He leant against the thin, starveling mare and cried with fear for he couldn't swim. Remember the king of the fish, wickered the mare into his ear. So Nundouaret went to the water's edge and called down into the waters for the king of the fish, who called together his fish and made them search for the lost key. Finally, a salmon rose to the surface with the diamond key in its mouth, and noon Douaret took it to the princess. She could no longer pretend that there were any reasons to delay, and she and the king went to church to be married. Amid the rejoicing and celebration in the square outside stood Noon Doiré and his mare. As the bells rang out to proclaim that the princess was now the king's wife, the skin fell off the thin, starveling mare to reveal a beautiful, dark-haired woman. Noon Doiré's mouth fell open with surprise as the woman said, I am the daughter of the king of Tartary, and I have been under a spell of enchantment. Of all the men in the world, I would choose you to be my husband, for your faith in me has helped release me from the spell. Will you come and be the king of my country? Very gladly, said Nune taking her hands. And the king was so very happy with his wife that he knighted Nune with the same rusty old sword that came from the scrap metal stall in Morlaix. But as he was about to pronounce the words, Arise, Sir Nun The rust fell from the blade, and the sword sang out Arise, Sir Invincible. And somewhere in Tartary they say, King Invincible lives yet with his bride, and whenever he needs to know anything, it is his wife who always has the right answer.